Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Thursday, Thursday, July 14th. Is it Flag Day? Isn't that when the day is, is it Flag Day? Let me check. Is it? It's a, It's the day that it's called in. No one celebrates, right? Flag. Is it Flag Day? June 4th, June 14th. Okay, so no, I'm a month, I'm a month away. No, it was Flag Day last month. I knew it was the 14th of June or July, but well, Clay, it's it's happy belated Flag Day. So whatever, whatever it is. But it's July 14th. We're getting to close to the All-Star break. Uh, baseball's going on. Well, remember, next week, no shows Monday through Thursday here. So don't bother showing up. You won't see a thumbnail or anything like that. Good morning, people in the chat. Uh, Wataz early, early Wataz is beating, beating Suki Singh consistently day after day. Suki, you have to, you have to get here a little bit earlier, right? Uh, so, uh, so we got the, what does Suki Singh, Doug Montgomery. Good morning. D Fick. Good morning to you. Listening. Doug Montgomery's listening and stuff. Sorry, I'm a little late. I have to go. I had to do it. The tick pick up 10 wrestling tickets. They went on pre-sale. They did in inopportune times, eleven in the morning Eastern. Uh, but uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, by the time this show is over, all the tickets would be sold out. So got to do it early. Got to do it early before the show. But I did. I did secure them, so I'm good to go. And are we good to? Are we good to go today? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. Eleven games tonight. Uh, not much of an afternoon slate. I mean, I think there's like one game. I mean, looking here. You got this one game, this uh, the 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 Coors game, which is at finally off the slate. Kind of sick. Did they price? Did they price up? They're still barely okay. Now, uh, eventually, by the time that they're not on the slate, they're they they've priced up at least somewhat. The the Padres, right? Void is now forty three hundred, and Cronenworth's forty nine hundred, and Kim is thirty six. They've they got a little a little bit better, but now that they're not on the slate, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yesterday. Uh, not that, I mean, yesterday they, they, they failed again, right? I, I, I'd Rockies, like my, my best lineup, FanDuel, not some, FanDuel I'm getting killed in, I don't know, the past week. Uh, I had a, I had a good lineup. I had a Rocky stack with, uh, with Hilliard and Iglesias and Otani, but I also had the Guardians in that lineup and they didn't do anything. So I, I cashed, but, uh, didn't go anywhere. But my best lineup, I made, uh, four lineups on DraftKings and this one was in, uh, the, the sacrifice. I'm playing like kind of like under 1,000 entry, uh, single entry, three max type of contests. So I'm putting them in multiple. So I had this one in the skipper. That was the $25 contest, 470 entries. And this one is a $27, 129 entries. And this one came in third. This one came in fourth. And uh, essentially it was a 4 4 uh, Dodgers Rockies with Otani and Gray. Pretty much that was the nut combo for pitcher yesterday, Otani and Gray, and then uh, then getting Iglesias at shortstop. I mean, got zero points from Lux, but I mean, uh, did did pretty pretty well. So yeah, I had Dodgers Rockies uh, on on DraftKings. I also had I had the Dodgers on FanDuel. Also, who else did I have yesterday? Someone that didn't do very well. I mean, I had some Padres, but not much. Uh, Oh yeah, no, I had Severino in my in my one twenty one lineup. Yeah, my one twenty one lineup did not did not do very well. Severino, what the seven eight nine hitters for the Reds, 
the lowest team total that team on the entire slate. And not only not and they're uh, Mustakis and what Musta who uh, Fairchild. I don't even know who that is. But seven eight nine back to back to back. They were like point nothing percent on. Right. I think we could even look look let's look at the results they be. I I'd I'd be shocked to see if they were were even in like the winning lineup at all in the large field where you kind of want the nuts. Oh, did ship my money win yesterday? Okay, let's see. Right. See, you didn't even need him. You didn't even need it, right? McClanahan Gray. Right. You didn't even need Otani. As long as as long as you got four four percent owned Iglesias, three percent owned Hilliard at 22 points, Cronenworth, right? So this is a four, it looks like a four, three, one or a three, a three, one, two, three. Yeah, it's four Dodgers, three Padres, three Rockies, one Padre. Here's, yeah, same thing. I mean, I mean, the, the Padres didn't really get there. I mean, Cronenworth did. He was the main part, but everyone else didn't, wasn't really needed. And you're going through here, yeah, like Teoscar had two home runs. Wasn't even in the winning lineup. He was 2% owned. It's like, do we see even any of those reds? Like that bottom of the order reds? Like we don't even see it. Like you don't even have to, even in the large field, you didn't even have to worry about it. I mean, what were they, what were they even owned? I mean, can we find anything, anything with the reds? Anything. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how far I have to even scroll down to even see this. It's Cardinals. Where are the reds? Let's, let's, let's filter by team. Cincinnati. I mean, the whole stack didn't come through. There you go. Okay, so you really didn't even need them, right? Because, I mean, they just basically hit solo home runs. 19, 16, 14, and they were 0. 0.2, 0. 1.1, and 0.4% owned. Yeah, but enough people scored. It's not like they, yeah, you're right. You didn't really need the Reds at all, right? I thought I thought maybe they had more points. And of course, the stack doesn't get there because you need the seven, eight, nine hitter, and any two other guys really didn't do anything enough, right? They didn't do enough enough here. The Rockies were the main the main stack, right? Well, not even that. Just basically Jose Iglesias. I mean, really, what were the top scores like batter wise, right? T. Oscar, if you had him as a one off. I don't know if the Blue Jays stack. I don't, did any stack come in really that well? I mean, other than Iglesias at shortstop. Teoscar, Cronenworth, and then as long as you get two good enough pitchers, one of the 30-point pitchers and someone that's close, Gilito, McClanahan, something like that, you probably you probably did well. Okay, kind of surprising. I thought maybe you'd see some type of one. Mustakis one-off, something, some 0.2% one-off in the in the winning lineup or something close to it. But okay, when, when they're that low-owned, when they're lat low on, you almost don't even have to worry because how many lineups have that player even in it? Like Fairchild, for instance. Like we could even do the math, right? We go, we go to Cincinnati. Fairchild, 0.2% owned. Okay, 0.2. So in this contest is what? 19,607 times 0. 0. 0.0. 0.101 would be 1%, but it's actually 0.2%. That equals, looks like 30, about 39 lineups, 39, 40 lineups with Fairchild in it. Seems like a lot. Seems like, a, seems like a lot. I don't know if we could actually go, we can't use this to see exactly where those lineups are. 
But most likely, anyone that has a 2K Fairchild in their lineup, who knows what the hell their lineup looks like. If it's a red stack, it probably it doesn't, it doesn't get there. It doesn't get to the top anyway. And if you have it as a one-off, I don't, I don't know what the hell's in the rest of your lineup. Who knows? Who knows? Who the hell knows? That was kind of what happened yesterday. So I had, a, I, had a, I, had a, I had a profitable day on DraftKings, not one on FanDuel. Uh, but we have an 11-game slate today. Oh, yeah, in the early in the early slate yesterday, I was doing so well. Doing so well till Soto had to have a three-run home run. Bottom of the ninth for no reason. Right, 44% owned Soto in my contest. I was up a couple of hundred bucks. I could I was I was close to winning with some of the, some of the single entry stuff, not the 121, like the 25 and the $20 3 max, stuff stuff like that for like a grand or two or something. So I was I was sitting in the top, I was sitting in the top 5. I was like 3 to 6 heading into the ninth inning of uh of of the Nationals game and of course 44% owned Soto has to hit a home run. A three-run home run, and that knocked me all the way down. So I, I lost a little money. I went from uh, I was up a uh, thousand bucks to down fifty bucks on a, on a one, one swing of the bat. Forty-four percent on Soto. Or did I play yesterday? Uh, yeah, my Milwaukee stack in the one twenty-one didn't do very well. Uh, what, what 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 team went off yesterday in the early slate that I had? Oh, oh, the Mets. The Mets against Morton. Okay, that's what I had. I had, the, I had the Mets combined with someone else. I had a five-man Mets stack with Bassett, Bassett, Scooble. I think I had, I had Tigers in that lineup. I had Riley Green in that lineup. I don't remember. Something like that. I, I mean, you move on to the next slate. You, at, at some point, what's the point in going back? I don't know. I barely remember. I remember the last night's slate more than I remember yesterday afternoon's slate. But we do we, we, we do, we do have an 11-game slate. Uh I think it's the same eleven games on FanDuel also, and uh, one of the one of the big things about tonight's slate is that what the hell is this Royals lineup going to look like? Right, the Royals have ten players that cannot enter Canada because of their vaccination status, so their projected lineup is who the hell? I mean, they have Bobby. Okay, Bobby, this is their projected lineup. Bobby Witt, Vinny Pascatino, Oliveras, O'Hearn, Rivera, Waters, Prato, Rivera, because they don't even have catchers, right? Because Perez is out. Uh, Melendez is on the restricted list. Cam Gallagher is injured, or he's out, or something like that. So they're down to their third catcher. They take a look at this, and it's like, oh, I don't even, yeah, their team total is not a quarter of a point. I don't know. It's just a data error here. So Gausman's going to be pretty popular, even though even though the past couple of starts he hasn't been pitching all that great. But essentially, outside, I mean, really, really out. I mean, kind of outside of wit. You're kind of Pascantino. Okay, I, I get it, but I mean he's a rookie. But you kind of you. This is like a triple A lineup, essentially. I mean, the fact that Nicky Lopez is projected ninth even in this lineup, right, shows how pretty bad of a hitter Nicky Lopez is. Now you can get him cheap, sure. Other than Bobby Wood at forty five hundred, like everyone's going to be two K in this lineup because they're all like the guys off the bench and triple A call ups. I think Gosman may, may may actually be over owned. Does it mean that that the Royals you know do well? No, but can they do well enough? Can they score three or four runs off a of Gosman that you know knocks Gosman out as uh, a top pitcher? We look at that. I don't, we don't even have ownership up yet. Let's see. 
I'll reload it again. Uh, Manny asks, what's a good Woba and ISO for a pitcher for you know that pitcher is attackable? Thanks. If you get to this question, I have no idea. I don't look at either of those two stats. I do not look at any baseball stats whatsoever. Now, that there's, a, there's an asterisk on there, okay? An asterisk, asterisk, aster. Is that how you pr pronounce it? I do not, if, if, you, if you notice, if you watch these shows, I don't talk about any baseball stats whatsoever. You know why? Because they're, they're already factored into the projection model. Like the projection model is looking at those. Yeah, they are, but the, the, the model is. But all, but all I really care about is the range of outcomes that the model comes out with. And I trust the model. I use the bat, Derek Hardy's projection system. He does all that work for me. 200 plus variables, weights them accordingly, regress, does, you know, whatever, linear regression, whatever he needs to do. And all I need is the number, right? All I need is a median number, a floor, a ceiling. That's it. So I don't, I don't look at it. I don't, you know how, you know, a picture is attackable when the, the, the opposing team projects well. That, that's when you know, right? So we take we take a look here. We could even look on the bat. If you have the bat, let's go to uh, the bat stacks page. Okay, so Derek Cardi with the bat has a uh, stack projections page. Based on the current project, obviously we have no starting lineups or nothing. And, and the stack page is down. Okay, so we can't even look at that yet, because Cardi hasn't woken up in the morning. That's why the that's why the ownership isn't in. Okay, that's the reason why. We go to the plate IQ ownership, right? We could look at the plate IQ stuff. Let's see. Let's see if that's let's see if that's up this early. Do we have? Okay, here we go. Stack stack leverage. Okay, this is based on the plate IQ projections which is still a projection model, just not as many variables as uh, as the bat. So you can see here, you know, the smash percentage. Smash is a, is a relative term of, you know, putting up en enough, en en a lot of points compared to their salary. And then we could also look at the ownership, plate IQ ownership based on that. So what, what pitchers look to be attackable? Well, the smash percentage on Minnesota and Atlanta seem to be pretty high. And they're facing Cueto and Sanchez. So the projections on the batters on Minnesota and Atlanta are good. Probably those are the pitchers that you're attacking, right? Or you could even look at the just the projections for the pitchers, right? You look at the pitcher projections. You just sort by just median. We go, what's on the bottom? Who projects for the lowest median? Well, Elvin Rodriguez, because I don't, I don't, I don't, him, I'm not saying he's a good pitcher, but he's probably only going to pitch three innings. I think he's only going to pitch 50, 50, 60 pitches. So obviously he's going to be low projected. But look, look who's at the bottom, San Sanchez and Cueto. The model does it for you already. So once, once you have projections, there's, there's really no need to look at any other statistics. You'll be counting them twice, if anything. Oh, they project well and... This guy and whatever and whatever baseball stat. No, it's it's everything's already factored into these numbers as well. So that's why I would suggest you sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. Click on the link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month, and get get at least the plate IQ projections. 
then you won't have to look at all the baseball stats anymore. It's already factored in. If you get a combo package, you get every you get that for NFL, you get that for, for all the sports. There are MMA projections, right? I'll be doing MMA tomorrow on tomorrow's show, as well as on the Ground and Pound podcast. I do the premium podcast. Typically, we talk for about two hours a card. So if you want to play MMA DFS, I do I do that behind behind the paywall, as well as for you know on the pregame show tomorrow on Fridays. So when I say I don't look at stats, right? It doesn't technically mean I'm not looking at I'm physically not looking at stats, but it doesn't mean I don't care about the stats. It's just that it's already factored. It's already factored into the projections. There's no need for me to look at anything else. Because unless you don't trust the model, if you don't trust the model, then there's no point of even looking at the projections. Piecing everything together. It's anything that you would look at that is worthwhile, that has predictive power, would already be in the model. Even weather, even umpires, all that type of stuff also. Ballpark factors, well, they're playing in the, the wind's blowing, that's already in there. Efficiency, you don't need, you'd, you'd, it's number one, it's more efficient, and number two, it takes out all your bias. There are tons of times, oh, why does this guy project low? It has to be for a reason. So instead of looking for that reason, you just trust the model and go, oh, okay. Christian Javier did not project as well as other pitchers yesterday. He got 10 strikeouts. He only pitched four innings. And remember, these projections are a range of outcomes, not just, it's not a predict. Rodon, does, it, oh, he's going to score 23 points. No, it, his his 50th percentile outcome is 23. His 25th percentile is 12. His 75th percentile is 35. Right, for the bat, at least. So all these are percentiles, not what is going to happen. But obviously, guys with higher medians typically have a higher and higher range of outcomes. Uh, Dfic acts playing the early slater. Do you avoid two or three games? Yeah, I, I, two a two game MLB slate plays so much more like showdown. Are you just building weird lineups and get unique? Which I don't mind, but I typically avoid avoid those in baseball. I'd almost rather play showdown, an MLB single game showdown, than a two game MLB slate. Because a two game MLB slate, there's just there's way too many dupes. So no, so I'm so I'm I'm not I'm not playing. What 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 do they have? Do they have what the this game and this the it's three hours apart? I'd almost rather just play the showdowns for each of them if you if you can do it. And like that's me personally. I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna devote much bankroll to it because I really don't have a process in baseball to trim dupes. In MMA, I do. In NFL showdown, I do. NBA showdown to some some degree, yes, but not in baseball. So I don't, I don't even, I don't want to take the time. I don't want to put the money in for that. You could, if you do. DFS is DFS. I mean, you, you, you don't have to play all the contests. You don't. I'm looking, I'm looking to play and, and make money and make a profit. So I'm going to put my money in, in what I believe are profitable situations. And even though maybe this is a two game slate is a profitable slate. I, my strength is not in playing these two game MLB slates. My my experience is, is is much lower. So do I put money in here or do I just put that money into the regular slate? I, that, that's what I'll do. Remember, you don't have to play. I mean, unless you're playing for entertainment. If you're playing for entertainment, do whatever the hell you want. Build a lineup, do whatever you want. It'd be like Eric Johnson. Stack all the worst teams, who cares? 
stack, stack BAs every day. Who cares? What does it matter? It's entertainment. Five bucks, whatever. But it looks like the team total-wise, I think, uh, what, we got the Braves number one today. Or up there. So the Braves, 5.75. Cleveland's close to five. No, not that many. Actually, this is pretty low-scoring slate. So we have a, we have a, a quite bit of, of, of decent pitching today. Right, Rodon, Burns, Gausman, McKenzie. I think that, uh, I feel like I want to play Detroit against McKenzie. Cortez, Valdez. I mean, some of these guys aren't like the greatest, but they're not bad. Like Luis Castillo against the Yankees. Like he can get into trouble, but he could also strike out seven guys. Right, we see these strikeout props very high. I just have a feeling, but what's Detroit's team total? Oh, three? What the hell are they running out? Just feels it just feels like it feels like, right? I'm not even looking at the numbers. That between these these guys, I think like McKenzie's one that's that's more likely to get blown up. And he's gonna be owned, right? We have him at, at 34% owned. What the hell lineup is Detroit pulling out against McKenzie? That's, I mean, yeah, it's it's not that great of a lineup. But it's cheap. I mean, look how cheap this is. Everyone's other than Baez is is under 3K. So you can play Green, you can play Baez, Harold Castro, Scope. You can do something. I mean, I'm not a just I don't I, I just don't rate Tristan McKenzie to be that great. That if if I'm looking for any of these these guys to to give up eight runs, I think it'd be more likely to be him than a Cortez or a Valdez or even a Sonny Gray. Like, Sonny Gray ain't bad. He doesn't get many strikeouts anymore. He's not bad. But then you got guys like Castillo and Carrasco who could just totally just... They could completely break down. And then you got everyone else. And then, then you got the light-hitting left Tyler Anderson, Marco Gonzalez. Really don't get shelled. Reed Detmers. I think a lot of people are going to are gonna be playing Atlanta... Atlanta and Minnesota, right? Minnesota, 4.74 against Cueto. Is that the second highest team total? No, Cleveland is against Detroit. Who's going to be playing? Basically, Elvin Rodriguez is going to pitch, I think, like three innings. And then it's a bullpen game. And it's not like Detroit's bullpen is good. And the Yankees still have a 4.66 team total against Castillo. But yeah, I I think the Chalks get really concentrated. Let's take a look at the our current ownership projections. Jose Ramirez, Cleveland, Edmund. Yeah, because that second base is fairly weak position. Then we got Acuna. So we got Cleveland, we got Texas. Texas against Gonzalez. Are they going to be popular? What's their team total? 4.36? Okay, not bad for the price. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm expecting Minnesota. Yeah, the Twins and the Braves. Right, because Acuna, Acuna is expensive. I mean, it, I think it's much harder to stack the Braves than the Twins. Now, the Twins on FanDuel probably will be ch- the chalkiest because they don't—they tend not to price those guys up enough. I think Kepler's still only twenty-seven hundred on FanDuel. But if we take a look at the Twins. Yeah, the Twins are expensive. I mean, to play Arias at a fifty-one hundred—that takes balls, right? Yeah, so the, the the Twins will be popular, but you know, a lot of their main hitters. To stack this team is going to be very expensive. I think the Braves may even be cheaper to stack. 
outside of a couple of people. Let's take a look at the Braves. Right, because you could find an Eddie Rosari. Right, there, there are guys in here. I don't know if you play Robinson Cano. He has like a negative WRC plus or something. It's very, it's very low. Olsen's 4,500. That's reasonable. Ozuna's 4,200. But of course, you maybe maybe not be able to get all three of Acuna, Swanson, and Riley in there. But I think it's doable. And with the positions, you get shortstop, first base, third base, a whole bunch of outfielders to choose from, an expensive catcher. You could you could do it. And then on the twin side, right? Shortstop, second base, outfield, outfield. Let's play Jeffers. Jeffers is twenty nine hundred, batting ninth. But then how do you fit in the pitchers? So let's let's run some lineups and see. So based on the bat projections, based on the bat projection, let's just run some five X's. Just let's just run a hundred lineups to see what stacks come up according to the current bat projections, which it's 1135 in the morning. Starting lineups aren't in. Who knows? If you're playing the early slate, uh, Jesus, Jesus Sanchez has been scratched, just to let you know. Right? Batting six for the Marlins in this 12 10 p.m. to 12 to noon game, whatever. You got you got a half, you got 35 minutes to get him out of your lineup. I don't know who's in. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you're playing the, the early, whatever, showdown or two game. No Sanchez. He's scratched. I don't know what the, I'll, I have Twitter tweet deck up next to me. I'll let, I'll let you know. You should be able to get those notifications anyway. So let's let's run a hundred lineups with the bat projections and see what shows up. Man, he says. So when you look at the smash percentage and then you go to the projections for the highest top two teams, how do you far? How far do you go on the team to tell that player is projected well? Well, if they start, if they come up in more lineups, I would highly suggest that you watch uh, you know the shows, pregame shows. I watch yesterday's show. Watch a show. Watch the watch Tuesday's show. I built lineups yesterday. I built, you know, you could see. Okay, so they're they're up there. Okay, the, the updated lineup for the Marlins. Birdie, where the hell did it go? Birdie, Rojas, Aguiar, Garcia, Anderson, Fortes, De La Cruz, Williams. Oh, oh, Hamilton, Billy Hamilton is in batting ninth. Okay, so that that's the change. Everyone moves up in the order, and Billy Hamilton's batting ninth. Okay. So, ran uh, ran 100 lineups. Oh, I didn't put in the... I, I, I always screw that up, right? I click the box, and I never put in 100. Let, let's run 100 lineups again. Just to see five-man stacks on DraftKings. How do they fit together in lineups? Based on their price, based on their position, based on the projection of other one-offs, based on the pitchers. Now, just because they come up a lot doesn't mean that they're the best team to use. Because, of course, you need to then in GPP compared to the ownership. But at least to get a sense of, like, what teams project well. So you just run the lineups and see. Everything's already been converted to numbers for you already, right? That's already, that's already happened. Now it's just a matter of piecing them all together in a 10-player in a lineup, on DraftKings at least. 
So you run 100 lineups, run 300 lineups, run whatever amount of lineups and say, okay, what, what lineups come up more than more than others? Also understand that if they come up more, that also means other people are going to be playing them more also. It's not a matter of, oh, that's the best stack. Yeah, that, that, that stack has the highest expectation of fantasy points, but probability-wise versus their ownership may be horrible. The Braves may be over-owned. Right here's here, we got a Guardian stack. Okay, let's see. Stack summary. So we get 41 Brave stacks. We get 38 Guardian stacks with the bat projections. That seems like the top two. And then we take a look at pitcher-wise. Get a lot of Rodon and Gross and, and Gosman. A little, barely a little bit of Burns. But of course, uh, the Braves are going to be popular. How popular are the Guardians going to be, though? What's going on with the Guardians? Is that it's because they're just cheap, right? Other than Rosario, I don't know why he's five K. Yeah, they have a four. Yeah, they have the second highest team total. Yeah, what, what, what was I thinking? Right, and you got a couple of guys that are only two K in here: Straw, Molly, Jones, and they also fit a lot of positions. Right, you get shortstop, third base, first base, second base, catcher. You know, have a lot of like multi. You know, guys that that's you know two first basemen in the lineup. You know that type of thing. So yeah, I I could I could see I, I could see the Guardians. Right, that makes sense on a slate like this. So we just look by projection on a five-man stack. The top one is Gausman Rodon, this five-man uh, guardian stack, and then you Acuna, Swanson, and, Re- and Victor Reyes with Gausman and Rondon, Rodon. All right, so we got here's one with Edmund. I mean, Acuna seems to be in a lot of lineups anyway, right? As a one-off, right, Acuna, 75%. Out of 100. But still, the Braves are number two. I mean, you take just take a look at the exposures here. Right, a lot of Guardians, a lot of Braves. Not a lot Not a lot of Twins. I mean, not any twin. I mean, where are the Twins? Twins aren't here. I think the Twins will be more popular on FanDuel. So, like, let's say we switch it over to FanDuel. I'm going to switch it over there. Do the same thing on FanDuel. I think the Twins will be much more popular. If I ran a hundred, I think I, I, I think I don't know what the pricing is on the the Guardians. The Guardians are kind of cheap there, also. Maybe the Braves are a little. Maybe the Braves would be too expensive. So let's go to the bat projections here. Bat projections, and let's do the same thing. Let's run. Let's run a hundred. Just, just regular four. Just four X. I mean, I, you really probably wouldn't play four X, but this is the four man stack and. Four one-offs. Right, just to just to see. Just to see what shows up. All right. Let's see. Run that hundred. Because like Buxton's thirty seven hundred on FanDuel, I think. I think Correa's thirty-three. I think they're a little cheap. In comparison to other other, I think that the Braves are expensive. Like all of them are expensive. So that's why site to site is going to be different. So it's quite possible that that the twins on DraftKings maybe, even though they're a little overpriced, they're also going to be much lower owned on DraftKings. 
right? We get some, right? We get Correa here, Carroll. Do we get any, any, let's see, do we get any twin stacks? Yeah, we get two out of 100. Jeffers, Kirillov, Polanco, Correa, Buxton. With Acuna as a one-off, but still with Gausman and Rodon. Okay, yeah, we got got two. Okay, the, at least two of them came up in the top 100. But on FanDuel, let's take a look at FanDuel. Stack summary. Hugh, now we get a lot of Houston, actually. What's up with Houston today? Or is it because they're cheap? Let's see. Houston... Well, 4.58. Okay, that's a healthy team total. But is it just that they're cheap? The, oh, because Aledmus Diaz is 2,200. Yeah, Tucker. Tucker and Brett. Tucker is, yeah, okay, I could see. I could see this. Okay, the Astros. And they still have the Braves. Because Rosario is cheap enough. But everyone else is fairly expensive. Right, you got the Astros. Right here, here's Rodon. Four Braves, Max Kepler, Bregman and Diaz, Pascantino. Yeah, I can see playing a lineup like this in like small field, single entry type of stuff. So more the more twins on FanDuel, but not as much as I thought. Like Kepler. Like Kepler is going to be a very popular one-off, 72%. But here we have Max Chapman. Are the Blue Jays going to be under-owned? Maybe the Blue Jays are under-owned on FanDuel. What's going on with the Blue Jays today? They're facing the Royals. But they're not facing the position play. They're for Carlos Hernandez. I don't know what the total is. We have a data error here. The Blue Jays. Blue Jays on FanDuel. But this is what you do. This is a, this is using lineup HQ as a research tool. Right? What comes up? What comes up in non-Racuna lineups? What comes up in, in a... If I didn't play this pitcher, what then would I end up getting more of? And you just spend the time, whatever site you're on, and see. Well, I, what happens if I wanted to play 5-3 stacks? What happens if I wanted to play 4-3-1? And just run through lineups. Go, well, if I don't play the Guardians, let me X them all out. And then what, what comes up? And what's the projection and what's the ownership? And you're trying to find a nice blend. Decently projected, lower owned. The highest projected lineup for the lowest ownership possible. And obviously, the, these numbers will update throughout the day. As starting lineups come in. Like I said, we don't know the starting lineups. And the starting lineups also affect the pitchers. Realize that also. Right, the, Yan- the Yankee lineup shows up and there's no judge or stand. They're, they're, pl- they're, they're resting half the team. And Castillo's projection is going to go up, obviously. And obviously the Yankees as a team is going to come down. So that's why you should subscribe to Roto-Grinders Premium. Get line- lineup HQ to me is the best. This is like my default screen on my browser. When I start the day, I open up lineup HQ from DraftKings and FanDuel, where I'm going to be playing later tonight. And I do some little research. I do I, I run, look, I do exactly what I just showed you. Let me run the 100 lineups and see. Let me run this and see. Let me see who projects here and who does that over there. Let me take a look at ownership. Does it mean I have to study this for seven hours? No. Typically, I look in the morning preliminarily. Then don't have to really do much. I mean, I could show up 15 minutes before a slate and just build all my lineups without looking at anything else. If you trust the model, and I trust the model. Cardi, our, our projections team, right, for the plate IQ projections, 
build models more better than I could. I could do it my on my own, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to be as good as what I could get at Roto Grinders. And it would take me 400, 800 hours to do. So why am I why am I going to spend 800 hours developing my own projection model for at the end be not as good as the one that's at Roto Grinders? So why why waste the time? I don't. I just trust the model. But then you have to decide how to put the pieces together. That's your job, right? The optimizer isn't going to tell you. It's just going to do whatever whatever you tell it. So you're going to be, oh, I'm going to play 150 of the best possible lineups, projection-wise. From a median standpoint, they're also going to be some of the most owned lineups. So from a leverage standpoint, you're doing awful. So for large field GPPs, you're going to play the top 150 optimals, probably be bleeding a lot of money away. So we provide the model, we provide the tool to build lineups any way that you want. The key is any way that you want. There's no magic settings. You tell it what to do. And if you want tutorials on that, we got we got stuff uh, in the Roto Grinders Premium. We've gone to tutorials for the past two or three years. Go into the Roto Academy section. You can watch whatever you want. And obviously, you can watch this show. Watch the past episodes of this show, the pregame show. Start from the beginning if you want. Doesn't matter if we're not talking about today's slate. Learn the concepts. Learn the tools. And you should you should be a better DFS player for doing so. But I'm always here answering your questions. Manny seems like new, new person. I don't yell at the new people, right? So people that I recognize their usernames that ask questions. Oh, haven't you asked the same question 14 times? That that that's when that's when I get annoyed. The new people, I'm 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 fairly nice to. I think I was pretty nice. Hit that thumbs up button if you thought I was nice, right? Thumb me thumbs. Maybe I'm in a good mood because I got my wrestling tickets, right? The pre-sale. They're probably sold out already. It's 48 minutes into the sale. They're probably gone. <laughs> good thing I did it before the show. But tomorrow we'll have uh, MMA. MMA, DFS, go over, you know, lineup combinations, DFS strategy for that. Obviously, sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. You'll get the Ground and Pound podcast when it comes out. And, uh, and yeah, so we'll have an 11-game baseball slate tonight. Grinders live later today on this channel. Hit that notification bell. You'll know when we go live. 5 o'clock, Grinders live. They'll go over the entire 11-game slate. And then right after that is crunch time. Brought to you by FanDuel. I don't think there's any weather today. Any bad weather, obviously. There is weather. Uh, so I don't think we have to worry about anything, but they'll lead you up until lock, answering all your questions then. And I'll answer all your questions about DFS strategy in the morning, like I always do here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>